Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Episode one, two, three. And away we go. Cool button hockey podcast. Basically, the playoffs start in four weeks. Although we could argue with the great schedule in January, February, and March, the playoffs for many teams are on right now. I'm not going to deal with if the Bruins win tonight and the uh, New York Islanders lose and the Ottawa. No, we're not doing that. Not on this show, not on the other show. The Boston Bruins are in the playoffs. Okay, folks. So. We will talk about teams who are on the bubble or in the wild card race when there's a few games left, what needs to happen for them to clinch. But we're not going, just look for the X and the Y beside the standings page, okay? So we'll start at the very top. What does 50 and 46 or setting records of 132 and 64, you know, those Montreal and Detroit's and Tampa's, does that mean anything? Craig, when we get to game 83, like the Boston Bruins are the story. They're the lead. They're the lead. They even split, though, on the weekend series, right? Even the Bruins showed they were human in Detroit. What does 135 points or thereabouts mean anything come the middle of May, middle of June? means nothing in May. You know what it is? It's a nice notation in the record book. You know what? Best regular season ever. Great. Wonderful. You know what? Steve, you know, you've been around the game a long time. I've been around the game. I've never heard somebody at the beginning of the season. You know what? Our our goal is, is to be the best regular season team ever. <laughs> it always has. We're trying to build to a Stanley Cup. The summer. No, you know what? We're trying to build a Stanley Cup contender. You know, you see that uh, Chuck Fletcher was uh, – uh, relieved of his duties in, in Philadelphia. They didn't say, hey, listen, we want to really be a really good regular season team. They said, we want to get back to our championship days, right? Championship days. Wonderful. The Boston Bruins, like, you know, they're, they're going to get a president's trophy. It's wonderful. I, 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 I was part of a couple of president's trophy winning teams. Wonderful. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> you know what matters? The Stanley Cup. That's what matters. So, you know, if you if the Boston Bruins need any reminder of what a great regular season looks like with the great disappointment of not winning the Cup, just go talk to the Tampa Bay Lightning from 2019. So that's what it means. The Bruins have lost two of their last three games. I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. But get I always use this term, sharpen the saw, sharpen the saw. Everything right now for the Boston Bruins is about sharpening the saw come game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs because now everybody's watching. What are, their, what are their holes? What are their weaknesses? How can we exploit it? What are we going to try to take advantage of, right? Don't show them any weaknesses. Doesn't mean you have to win every game. 
get your game right into a point where it's real crisp, real sharp, and you're ready to go. And basically what you just said is what Brad Marchand told me about two weeks ago. He said we didn't even know what the records were um, because they don't care. And those who've been around a bit longer have had the experience of getting there and winning, getting there and losing, and then stuff that went wrong in the playoffs. And he talked about the laundry list of things that need to work. And it's a lot, or everyone would do it, but they don't. Only one wins. And look back, even under a capped era, how the Stanley Cup is spread around only among a few franchises. You're no, you're no dynasties. Well, the Lightning in almost 25 years, they won under Tortorella. They won twice again. They've been to the final. Chicago, Boston, the Kings did it twice. You know, we can name in a lot of teams that have never been there and never won. So there's a, there is a skill. There is an art. There's a luck element, everything else. You talk about sharpening the saw. So all I know is, and I'm not name dropping Craig because we've worked together a long time and Talk to people in the business. Ken Holland said the great thing about watching is they're going to tell you everything. What the players got, what the coaching's got, what the playoff, the draw, like it's all in front of me. And as you watch, I sit there and say, well, Boston saw a sharp, you know, for most of the year, eh, maybe a little blip for Rod Brindamore's team. Maybe they got to just take it back into the shop for a moment, but they're having a great year. The Devils saw a sharp. I think Toronto saw is sharp. Start to worry about maybe Tampa and the Rangers a little bit. Like something's amiss, you know? Maybe it's four and two and then the other two as opposed to six. Maybe we really wanted to sell right at the grocery store. Six big heads of lettuce, folks. And people are like, well, those other two there, I don't know if I like those two. They look a little marmally here. I like those four. Maybe there's even separation within these eliteness. You've talked before about Tampa. Something's not right, especially five on five. Like, baby six isn't doing stuff on the power play. The Lightning have some five on five issues. I don't know if I like that in the playoffs when the arms stay down a bit more. That's more five on five, you know? Then I see some things with the Rangers. Maybe there's a redundancy in the left winger position. Maybe there's that Andrew Kopp factor that's missing or something from last year. I don't know. Something's not, Shesterkin's not the same, right? It's not the same as it was even then. So I'm intrigued by this, Mr. Button, how we see the East. Maybe this big six theory, you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's a hole in our little theory here, theory and reality. What do you think? I'm with you. And so, you know what, you know, we can look at the Tampa Bay Lightning as an example. Five on five, the, the, their play is is not nearly as good. Well, you lose Ryan McDonough, you lose Jan Ruta, your blue line is, is, is not as deep, it's not as strong. So you're going to have more vulnerability in your own zone. You know, John Cooper is trying to emphasize, hey, let's get to the puck and let's move it fast. Because he knows the more time they spend in their own zone, the more time they're going to break down. And for me, you know, you look at everything, like you lost a great third line in Goudreau, Gord, and uh, Coleman. Yeah, okay, so you add Hagel, you know, Sorelli's really come ahead, you add Nick Paul, you know, you trade for Janot. Yeah, I, I know that, and I, I see that. If you're not strong on the blue line, you're vulnerable. The Tampa Bay Lightning are not strong on the blue line. And not only are they vulnerable, it also makes Vasilevsky a little bit more human, shall we say. 
So I, I, I don't think that Tampa Bay Lightning are winning a playoff round this year. I, I, I don't. I'm not putting a – I think they're a tier below. I feel the same way about the New York Rangers. They're not fast enough, Steve. Their they're, they're five-on-five defense isn't good enough. And, you know, like I, and I'm going to say this now. I think the Rangers' best chance to, to, to have success is to play Carolina in the first round. I think if they play New Jersey in the first round, see ya. I think they'll be dusted. And I think they'll, 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 they'll look and say, what a disappointment. What a disappointment the year was. Because I, I don't think they're any, I don't, I don't think they're as good as the New Jersey Devils. So when I look at the, at the four, and there's four, there's Boston and Toronto, and should set up for a great second round matchup, and the Devils in Carolina. That's what I see in the, in, in, in the East. I don't see, I don't see anybody else that I, I have a, I, not, I don't have a line. I have a hard line under those four teams. And that's something that we've seen and agreed. That doesn't mean we're right by agreeing with that. It's happened organically that, you know, by seeing the way they skate and move the puck and how fast the devils are way faster than the Rangers. And we talked before about the devils and the way they swarm, swarm people. And if you look at Palat with Hala on a third line, uh, they give themselves some options there. Uh, very good fourth line uh, defense that, you know, they've got some options. They go deep, you know, whether Ball or Smith is in. Vanacek won't be an issue. It looks like they, Akira Schmid will be the guy. Blackwood won't be ready. Of course, every team that doesn't have a Vasilevsky or Shesterkin, you wonder, oh, it's just ironic that those are the two teams we're talking about that, would have extra pressure on their goalie to try to, you know, win them a series and be a Jim Carrey net detective. When a coach tries to do everything to make everyone happy, is anyone happy? Like the Rangers sharing power play one and two. Bruce Boudreaux was on. We talked about, you know, can you, have, do you remember the second best unit ever in NHL history? Maybe Scotty Bowman, Team Canada 76. I don't know who power play two was on team Canada 87. Most of these guys stay out the whole time anyway. So, you know, I see what they're trying to do. Make everyone happy. Okay. We'll have Fox's unit. Then the Truba unit and everyone's good. I don't know if that stuff works. There was a quote, a coach apparently said that the day you want to please everybody, you please nobody. And we go nowhere. Something, something along those lines, Craig. So I think that's some figuring out with the Rangers. And just because we're talking about the lightning, the lightning is almost living and dying five on four where when the tougher minutes come and they've gone through this, like they know this, it'll be decided five on five, which is for right now, unless something dramatically changes, probably a not good way to go into their respective series, but sexy topics because the Rangers and lightning, you know, they're sexy topics, Craig. Yeah. Okay. Great. They're sexy topics. So, but you know, it's uh, you know, when the, when the night gets late and, you know, the makeup starts to fade, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the sexiness kind of fades as well. Right. And, and I, I, that, that's how I see both those teams. You know, one of the most awesome people I've ever been around and one of the best leaders I've ever been around was Mike Keene. Mike Keene was unbelievable. Mike Keene just distilled it down to its simplest terms. Everybody needs to be at their very best. Every single player needs to be at their very best. If you're playing five minutes, you better be at your best for five minutes because we need those five minutes. And if you're playing 35 minutes, we need you to be at your best for 35 minutes. And Eddie Belfour, don't give up any crummy goals and don't take any dumb penalties. <laughs> Everybody was accountable. Everybody 
everybody knew their importance to the team, regardless if it was five minutes, 35 minutes, the goaltender, whatever it was. And so, you know, the great line by Steve Shutt, we hated Scotty Bowman for 364 days of the year, and we collected our Stanley Cup rings on the 365th day, right? Great. Hate Scotty Bowman. He helped you all be winners. He helped you all be winners. And so were you unhappy? I don't think so. It just makes for a great narrative about, you know, about how Scotty pushed players and how Scotty pushed teams to be better. That was Mike Keane. That's what the best coaches do. They're not interested in making everybody happy by their ice time or you're the first line player. Oh, my God, you're down to the second line. Give me a break. Just go out and play. That's what good coaches do. They don't worry about it. And so if you want to get into that mode of, oh, yeah, well, you know what? I got to manage this. You know what? Andre Palat, I've seen him play third line, second line, first line in Tampa Bay when they were winning Stanley Cup. I've seen him move all around the lineup. You know what Andre Palat did? He helped you win. He helped you win. And it didn't matter where you put him. He helped you win. His ego was driven by winning, not by, oh, I'm a first line winger. You know, I'm going to get on a rant here because it's time for me to get. I see it at junior hockey now. These young kids, they've all been players, good players coming up. Oh, my God, he's not playing. He only plays 17 minutes. I heard from the agents. You know what? Shut up and play and show that you can help a team win. And I'll tell you what. Coaches play the players that they think will help them win. The good ones do anyway. The rest of it is just all rubbish. Rubbish, I tell you. It's rubbish. Love the rant, agree with the rant, and by answering that question and this topic, basically it's then a player's job to check their ego at the door. So check the ego at the door, not, well, I'm used to this and you're used to that. If the best thing for the Rangers is Kane on power play one, then that's great. If Tarasenko needs to be bumped, that's great. When you've already got Fox and you've already got Kreider, and you've already got Panarin and Zibanejad. Those four have worked very well together. So if someone can't handle being in the middle where Philip Hedl's been or Vinny Trocek, and now you're switching Panarin, then I wouldn't do that. And I think that's where Gerard has to say is, we've got a lot of the pieces here already. We're going to figure out what's best for the T-E-A-M, not the I. The famous Jonathan Taves quote, about we, we, we in discussing his Stanley Cup championships. And there'll be some shocking for positions and some testing to see what happens. I get all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's dot, 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 ego at the door. What do you need from me, coach? If I'm the third liner, I think I should be the second. Prove it once you're given the ice time. And I think that this type of stuff that we're talking about is going to be Front and center and critical in these upcoming playoffs. Stammer has played left wing, center, and right wing on all the top two lines. If the best thing is the left winger with Point and Kucherov, that's what it'll do. They've got too many centers there, right? Sorelli, they got Paul, they got Point, they've got Stammer. They're, this is the, the tweaking and figuring it out. And, I mean, they've been there before. The Ranger one's very intriguing to me how it ends up being played out because... A lot of these teams have a lot of special players, but what they do collectively to make it work is intriguing to me, Craig, because something, as we said, is just off in those two places right now. They can get it back, but right now something's just missing a little bit. Well, 
and you're right. And, and you know what ends up happening? And you talk about a little bit, right? I talked about playoff preparations. You know, teams are scouting now. They're trying to see where, where, where the cracks are, right? And what you're trying to do with a little bit off is try to make it a lot of bit off. That's what you're trying to do as an opponent. You're trying to you're trying to expose that crack and you're trying to make it wider so that it becomes a hole that they fall into. That's what you're trying to do come playoff time. That's what playoffs are about. You like, do you really, really think that you're going to take Braden Point and take him out of a series or Kucherov? You gotta play them straight up. But when a team is struggling in an area, I talked about the Tampa Bay blue line, that's where you try to expose it. Listen, I'm going to finish with this thing. You know what? As an athlete, you need to compete. You need to compete. You don't need to be handed something. It's not Christmas time where you make a list and go, I'd like to be on the first power play. I'd like to be, I'd like to be on the first line. I'd like to play 20 minutes. And you, you wake up on Christmas morning and you're oh, I'm on the first line. I'm on the first power play. Oh, wait, way to go. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. You earn what you get. Start competing. And I say that to all players, NHL players, junior players, college players, players everywhere. Start competing. Don't think that you're, you're owed anything. You're only owed what you've earned. And you know what you earn? You earn by competing and showing that you deserve what you're getting. Nothing less, nothing more. Sports Interaction is Canada Sportsbook. 19 plus, please gamble responsibly. Here's how it works. Log on to CIA.com forward slash cool button pod. Sign up, deposit today, and hopefully win. Craig, help the people win. Well, you know, I was trying to help myself win. I went with the fade, but uh, the Bruins couldn't pull it off at home. So anyway, you're right. You know what? You, you take your best shot. Sign up, everybody out there. The playoffs are even be more exciting. I've been on the Devils for a long time. I love the way they play. And on Tuesday night, the Tampa Bay Lightning are coming in there. Tampa Bay's not winning the first round this year. Oh, that's a longer bet. We'll get to that another day. The Devils, they're quick, they're fast, they're good. They have a superstar in Jack Hughes. Take the Devils to beat the Lightning at home. Take Hughes to get a point. Take his year to get a point and take the over. I think it'll be a little bit more high scoring than maybe others may think. What you got, Mr. Coolius? I like the Devils as well on the puck line. But a lower scoring game, maybe more of a playoff game. Maybe these teams will meet in the playoffs. Who knows? The Lightning have shown us some cracks, some issues for whatever reason. Well, the Devils, boy, after beating Carolina, they must feel good about themselves. A big week ahead for them. So I've got the Devils on the puck line and the under on Tuesday. Then they play Tampa again at home on Thursday. It's a crazy week for the Devils. But let's deal with one game at a time. Canada Sportsbook is sports interaction. Please gamble responsibly. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. 
it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What a weekend of hockey it was, Mr. Craig Button. So many storylines, and we try to get to as many of them as we can. Paul Coffey said that Connor McDavid needs help. Now, in theory, he's been helped with Evander Kane and T.S. Ekholm. They've changed the goalies this year. Is it there? Even in the wide open West where I have trouble after Colorado defining who's where, like are the Oilers just a wildcard team? Is that bad? Or does that mean Vegas or Dallas? And that's not a great first round matchup. Last year, they got the Kings, but the Kings are better this year. Maybe if you could pick your opponent in the West, Teams would pick Seattle. Maybe they'd say, I like to play Seattle, please. But only one team gets that. So what do we make of Paul Coffey's comments about McDavid needing help? At 3-1 Saturday and McDavid scoring 55 on the year, there was probably a belief that the Oilers are in a very good position. Well, they weren't. Then there was the collapse and Darnell Nurse had some issues. So we talked about two other teams on the other side that something's not quite right. Where are the Oilers in this eight-legged monster in the West? Very vague comment by Paul Coffey. He needs help. Oh, really? Okay, great. I need help, too. See, I got a skin tag right here, Steve. I got to figure yeah. out a way how to get it off. I need help with that. But if I just say I need help, you go, what do you mean you need help? I, I just defined where I, where, where I want to get help. <laughs> so, you know what? So what, what, what's Paul talking about? I'm going to take you back in time. I'm going to take you back in time. Paul Coffey was part of this team. So in 1986, Edmonton Oilers were coming off of two Stanley Cups. They were a heck of a team. They lost in game seven uh, on that, uh, you know, that that mistake uh, by Steve Smith off the back leg of Grant Fuhrer. And, and they're out. Well, and people go, yeah, well, you know, like, you know, it was bad luck. Glenn Sather, and, and, and like, so Paul was on this team, and I'll quote Glenn Sather. Glenn Sather said the team was arrogant. The team thought they could play in a certain manner without recognizing that other teams had said, try to keep carrying the puck. We're not going to let you carry the puck in the zone. We're going to create turnovers. But Glenn said the game seven was a result of how arrogant we were in the previous games and leading up to that. And he said, we, had, we lost because we deserved to lose because we were arrogant. They wouldn't listen. Well, they come back the next year, 87, they win the cup, 88, they win the cup. Okay. So like, where did they need to do? So where does Connor McDavid need help? You know what? Maybe Ryan McLeod should make a better play. So what? So so does he like you I mean it's three one? The game is is right there. Like, do you know you're out there against Mitch Marner? Do you know that you're out there against Mitch Marner and that he's one of the best players at stripping pucks and in and, and intercepting pucks? Ryan McLeod makes an unbelievable brutal play. So yeah, you, you know what? Connor McDavid needs no, no, no. Ryan McLeod needs help understanding. Darnell Nurse, 
I love Darnell Nurse because he's a great competitor. He tries to do too much. And when he tries to do too much, he runs himself into problems. Oh, 1986, Edmonton Oilers. Trying to do too much, trying to do things that your coach is telling you. Glenn said, they have to learn. They have to learn on their own. So you know what? I don't know what Paul means when he says Connor McDavid needs help. I don't know what he means. Okay? I've said this about the Edmonton Oilers. They have a good team. They have two of the greatest players on the planet. Okay? I don't think they're deep enough up front. I don't think they're good enough on the blue line to go deep in the playoffs. That doesn't mean they can't win a round or maybe even two. Okay? You got to win 16 games. You pretty much got to play 23 or 24 games. I don't think they're deep enough up front or on the back or good enough defensively to do that. That's what I think. So you can't just throw out there, Connor McDavid needs help and be vague. Give me some specific examples. The Oilers had that game under control. And then they decided, okay, we're gonna play, we're gonna play loose and free. Well, good. You know what? You lose you you played loose and you lose. That's not winning hockey. Well, I will say uh, it's another beautiful rant, Mr. Button. I would say I'm probably less concerned of the Oilers lineup and issues up front than I am on the back end. I think I can live with what they've got and the Fogels playing better, Yamamoto in the mix, Kane back. They could go 93 at three if they want, you know, but he's having such a great year. I, I can clean cost in the, in the mix of uh, Matthias Yamark. I'm probably least concerned about that, notwithstanding what McLeod tried to do uh, for his homecoming as well. It's just on the back end where, you know, Ekholm and blank, you know, if it was feasible, I believe there's a will, there's a way. I saw what Billy Guerin did. You know, I'm pleasantly surprised at Nino Niederreiter. I think he's been one of the best new players since he's moved, right? I, he's basically at a point a game. And when I look up, he's scoring. He had a six-game point streak, for gosh sakes. That's pretty darn good going to a new club. So I'm probably more concerned about the back end than I am up front. But I can look at concerns with other teams and say to myself, the abs are not as good. Show me L.A., even though it looks really good on paper. There's, there, there's a lot to like. Um, and that's what makes it fun. And it's fun that in theory, there's seven or eight out there that could do it. And if it was six in the East, but we, we've narrowed it down to four, that's, what's great. It's not 81 where Dave Hodge, Howie Meeker, Brian McFarland sat there and said, does anyone not have the Islanders? Okay. Let's play the season, you know, and in 82, does anyone not have the Islanders? Okay, let's play the season. <laughs> Look at I vividly remember that. That's how good they were and the hats. And that's great. Different era. It was still fun. It was still fun, except for the teams on the other side. I get Vancouver, Minnesota. We, we know how that all turned out. But as we talk about greatness and then the vagueness of the comment being made by Paul Coffey, what shouldn't be forgotten is... And I thought you put it so eloquently on Saturday night, the straw that stirs the drink. In the 80s, with the Mets, it was Daryl Strawberry. And it was easy to use the reference because Strawberry. <laughs> well, if we start talking about other players, I thought, hmm. So I did a, an assignment on Sunday. And I went through every elite forward and their shorthanded ice time. 
elite forwards. Colton Sissons leads all forwards in shorthanded ice time. He's not elite. He's very good. I'd love to have him on my team. And then you start naming the names. You know who is right up there in shorthanded elite forward ice time. I, I know you know. So, so that's the reason I'm we're teeing this up is, is Mitch Marner. Is Mitch Marner. And a strong case could be made if we love 97, 29, and 65 on this extended heart ballot that maybe that a guy who's right there, maybe having his best all-round year, is number 16. And maybe the matchup Saturday wasn't 97-34. They missed the narrative. It was 97-16 with the year that he's having. I was probably most impressed by his stick on the second strip because he set him up. He said he said he took away middle ice on purpose. Said then you're gonna go to go like that. That's excellent writing. Like that to me was wow. And he's been wow. I go back to when he blocked that shot with his hand in Dallas. And when you are on as PK one and five on three, what did you say earlier? Rewind Bruce earlier. <laughs> Coaches put on the ice who they think best helps them win. And they want compete. Mic drop on Mitch Marner. Don't tell me Robertson or Thompson or Hughes or, I mean, Pasternak's sexy. Shorthanded ice time, zero. Right? These are zero, zero, zero. I just think he deserves, and I like your comment, the straw that stirs the drink. I'm, I'm going to give you a full disclosure in a second here. First of all, Mitch Marner will be on will be in my view top three on my selkie ballot. Okay, best defensive, best defensive forward. Okay, number like he he's one of the best defensive forwards in the National Hockey League. Full stop. One of the best. Okay, he will be there. Okay. Secondly, I go back to last year. I had Austin Matthews fifth on my, my heart trophy ballot. Sixty goal season, absolutely you know a, a phenomenal season. You know why I had Austin Matthews fifth on my ballot? I'm going to guess. I had a tough time deciding. Okay, guess. How good Mitch Marner is and people not giving him any credit for the season that Matthews had. I, I couldn't make up my mind who was more valuable to the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner. I defaulted to the 60 goals. But that's why I had, like, I didn't have Austin as a leading. I mean, Johnny Goudreau had the most even strength points in, in, in decades. You know, Roman Yossi had the most points since by a defenseman since 93-94. McDavid is McDavid. Huberto set a record for most assists by a left winger ever, right? Like, I mean, like, you know, and, and you know, it's not like Austin Matthews scored 60 goals and, and that hadn't been done. Steven Stamkos did it uh, 10 years earlier. Like, we, we'd seen 60 goals. We'd never seen a left winger like Huberto do what he did. It's been a long time since a defenseman did what Yossi did or what Johnny Goudreau did. I couldn't make up my mind, Steve. I couldn't. Who was more valuable to the Toronto Maple Leafs, Marner or Matthews? That's why I voted Matthews fifth. I defaulted the 60. I got him in my top five. Oh, how could you vote Matthews fifth? I just told you why. There's why I did. Because Mitch Marner is the straw that stirs the drink. Mitch Marner, you put him with whoever, he just makes them better. And if you're if you're a 50-goal scorer, he makes you a 60-goal score. If you're a 12-goal scorer, he's a 25-goal score. I mean – and, and, and the other guy, like, I mean, it's amazing. They had two players on their team at one point, the Toronto Maple Leafs did, that, 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 that still have Mitch, but they don't have Zach Hyman. 
Zach Hyman's another straw that stirs the drink in Edmonton. <laughs> and look at the season he's having. Another great, great defensive player. I was lucky. I spent a lot of time around Gary Lettman, and he won three Selkie trophies. Marner and Hyman are in that category of player. Shorthanded ice time, right? Over <laughs> two minutes. What does that say? You know, in that group of Mika Zibanejad, Elise Pedersen's at a buck 40. McDavid's now at 120 with what he's been able to under Jay Woodcroft. So um, it's a fascinating conversation. And I think sometimes people, they don't realize that, that if I'm playing 18 or 19 minutes a night and I get fresh power play time, I don't get the grind of the PK. I don't have to worry about having a shot blocked on the PK. I don't have to just kill the penalty, come back to the bench. The third line goes out there. They draw a penalty and I'm back out again. Pasternak's fresh. Robertson's fresh. Mostly Thompson. He's a little bit, you know, in that 35% uh, uh, ice time range. That's fine. That's great. But that's different ice time. That's a different world. And in the grind of the playoffs, I got my even strength. I'm getting more ice. Then I got to kill the penalty. Then we're on the power play as well. So I think that's a great way of kind of analyzing where some of these teams and players are at. Not that anyone forgets about it. But a reminder, Craig, is always good. Like a reminder. Let's see what the Rangers and Lightning do moving forward. A reminder about how good the New Jersey Devils are and that wild, winding Western road that is so open. You know, the Oscar goes to, the West goes to, I don't know. I don't know. And that's what I find so fascinating, my friend. It is fascinating. And, uh, you know, you talk about the playoffs starting in just about four weeks' time, right? Which is wonderful. And we're going to have a lot of opportunity to talk about it. One, two, three, we're finished, which gets us set for one, two, four on Thursday. But the storylines aren't going away. The discussion, key points, key players, who's making it, who's not, who's playing well, who's not. We're going to continue to do that. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. You know what, Mr. Coolius? You're an all-round player. You do everything all the time. Love working with you. Compete. Kids, that's our message for 123. Compete. Do what you have to do. Don't ask for any favors. Believe me, someone's always watching. The coaches, the scouts, the agents, the parents. If you think you're fooling them, you're not. Compete never rests. Either do we. We'll see you at 124. Ciao.